Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg Podcast, episode oh. 428. Charlie here with you. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Hopefully we'll survive this full podcast. Just want to note we are doing this in the midst of yet another thunderstorm in the state of Wisconsin. So if for some reason one of us loses uh, – contact we will figure it out and i guarantee you we'll get you we'll give you a full podcast don't you worry got a good show today uh we're going to talk kind of about the state of christian yelich where we are at right now as christian yelich continues to struggle and all of that we'll mention a little bit of the brewers getting off covid how that should help the reds hot streak of late we will also chat about would you rather spend a day, we'll say, watching Summer League or watching preseason football. It's a great topic. I'm very excited for it. And then we'll also talk about the Summer League for the Bucks and the preseason for the Packers, probably inverted preseason first, Summer League second. And then we'll ride out of here. Um, and who knows what else will uh, will come our way. But first, before all of that, Mitch, what's going on, buddy? Well, hopefully I don't get shocked through my AirPods because uh, yeah. we are in the we are in the midst of a pretty gnarly storm, as you said, right now. Um, I live in Tulsa. You live on the east side, so I think, knock on wood, I might be all right by now. Um, and you know, you're probably getting the getting the worst of it right now. So um, hopefully, like you said, we we stay connected. And um, and they say podcasters don't ever put their lives on the line, but. Uh, here we are with a lot of yeah. lightning. And, yeah, thank and, thank uh, you for our service. Um, I think this was how, how bad it was on Saturday. Like we were upstairs at Jack's just shooting the shit, drinking way too many beers. And yeah. I think it was this bad on Saturday night. Like Morgan, my fiance, texted me uh, like, yeah, it's storming pretty bad out there. And I was like, oh, really? Like I was upstairs yeah without a care in the world just watching the brewers drinking miller lights too many of right. them like that pretty much because like you might be right because i do remember like jacks has these like weird like like i don't know what do you call them like sun windows or whatever that are yeah. like yeah up sun, on the top yeah. of it and like i was seeing lightning for what seemed like several hours you know yeah. and like just in the corner of my eye and it's kind of like exactly we were up there watching the brewer game i think the direct tv they had was like cutting out at times if i remember right so uh yeah um we were on a quite a run here of storms after not really having anything all year for you know the first two months of summer so um, yeah i i mentioned that i was like you know it's it's classic wisconsin right it's like can't have anything nice for a little while but this this is a well-timed storm i'll take like an evening storm after i've got the dog walked after work's done that's fine as long as it clears up by the time my dog needs to go out again i'm okay this is better than well yeah we we we, the dogs the dogs don't do well in storms most of the time no no, my dog my dog does all right in storms there's only the one that was when we had the tornado warning where like it was the lightning was so different because it was like flashing that that threw her off she didn't like that but other than that that she's cool that was bad and that was also that was also at two in the morning so yeah. Um, yeah. I slept that through that. Not a good, that tornado warning. That was bad. Um, wow. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear it. It was, that's, I, uh, that was not a, not a good, good moment. Um, but yeah, it happens, but yeah, no, my, my dog just hates getting wet. Like she has a ton of fur. Uh, and she's like, I am not about to go outside. Like, fuck that. Like you no, we're not doing this. Like we're, we'll just stay in. I'll hold my pee. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So yes, but I you I cut you off at some point with one of your one of your comments. Well, it's better. Yeah, I was thinking I was just gonna say about the the two in the morning storm and just how that it was not a good time uh, for that to happen. And this is a little bit better. So um, yeah, they're oh I think I might I know what I was gonna say. They were talking about how we're in a drought, you know, for the longest time. Yeah, so it's like it always evens out, like. That's yeah. why it's like there's really nothing to worry about. It, this is a lot like winter where like we didn't have any snow down here until like February and then it snowed like every other day. We got like three inches every other day. Oh yeah. And yeah. I we mean, we basically mom, hit our entire winter's average in like a three week stretch. 
my mom's famous for doing that where she'll be like, oh, we're not getting any snow. And then like literally after she says it, we get snow for four weeks. Right. And yeah, I've, I've made fun of her rel- relentlessly for that. But enough about the weather. I think you and I could actually do a weather podcast. Like I, I really think we could talk probably 20 minutes about the weather, which I don't know what that says about us. That just says yeah. we're old men. Um, well, but well, I, I did take a meteorology course in college. So oh, I am, okay. I am, I'm not going to say well-versed in meteorology, but I do have, I think maybe more than more knowledge about it than, or just maybe more interest in it than, than, there you go. than you'd think. So I, maybe we could, but I don't really want to do it. So <laughs> no, no, no. But unfortunately we're not talking about something as fun as, as storms or storm chasing. We're talking about the continued struggles of Christian Yelich. Now, Chris Yelich has been down for 10 days. He had COVID. It wasn't even like he was a close contact. He legit had the cocoa, had mild symptoms, couldn't taste. Um, from what I've been told, and I, again, one Twitter user, which, you know, is good enough for some journalistic organizations, told me the reason the Brewers got a lot of the COVID, va- COVID uh, cases was because a lot of the, the vaccines they got were the J&J. And it's correlated, and they, they are seeing a lot of that just across, like, the country. That's not just the Brewers. That's kind of across the country with these breakthrough cases. So Yelich down for 10 days, and we're not trying to beat up on him now. It was just a good time to have the conversation about what is Christian Yelich? Because the struggles have continued for him. Uh, 2020 was a nightmare, uh, to say the least. And, you know, the pandemic, I think, was tough on all of us. I think it was tough on a lot of athletes. You heard Giannis talk about it with Eric Name after they won the championship, about how much he hated the bubble, how much he missed his family and everything like that. So I'm not, I'm not ready to just, you know, blame it all on 2020. But really, ever since Yelich broke his kneecap, he just has not been the same player. He was on such a torrid pace at the end of 2019 where I think if Yelich would have finished that year, he might have won back-to-back MVPs or came damn close to it. And ever since yeah. then, it's like his mojo's gone. It's like his mojo was completely sucked out of him, like Austin Powers-esque. And he's just been, you know, I'll say it, he's been trash. He hit the lineup. He's hitting leadoff tonight, which tells me the Brewers are trying some different things. that They're kind of finally have it. But right now, Yelich is batting 231 with six home runs. Uh, he has a war under one, uh, only seven stolen bases. He does have a high on base percentage at 379. But man, this is shaping up to be one of the worst years in Christian Yelich's career. Yep. And it's hard to really put your finger on it, you know? And I don't know where you want to start, whether you want to start with the injury. Do they want to start with stuff you're just seeing while watching him or anywhere else? I'll, I'll kind of leave it to you to take us, take us on, take us through. Well, you know, just looking at his, his, uh, the back of his baseball card, so to speak, he's hitting, you know, his career average is 292 still. So he's hitting essentially, if you take last year and this year, that's about a full season. Um, 69 games this year, 58 last year. And, you know, he's hitting, if you mix those two averages together the last two seasons, he's probably hitting about 220. Um, significantly below his career average, which is, you know, so it's not like he doesn't have a track record. And, you know, I guess I, with him, it kind of, I start with his back injury just because oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, that's, is that something that really goes away? Um it can, it can feel good some days. It can feel bad other days, probably. Um, it's a little bit Ryan Braun-esque, I guess, where, and I hope it doesn't get to that point because at the end of Ryan Braun's run, and hopefully it's not over, I mean, he was basically playing, what, maybe 100 games if he had a full season, you know, of, of data to go off of. He's probably playing 100 games, which I don't think Yelich is at that point yet. He's only 29. He's going to be 30 in the off season. Um yeah, I, I, the back injury is a little bit of a concern to me because it's just like, and maybe the knee because it's like, where do you where do you probably get your power? You know, I mean, the back is a core a core body part that needs to be at 
probably full strength in order to drive the ball. And you're seeing very little power numbers this year. Um, uncharacteristically, just not driving the ball. And it's a guy that's going to be, I think he's making 14 million this year, but it's going to escalate from there. And he's under contract for a long, long time yet. And he's got what, probably 12 years yet. And as a small market team, you really can't afford to have a guy making that much, that high a percentage of your payroll and not impacting games really at all. And there's been a lot of games, uh, the giant series, all close games. Granted, you didn't really have Yelich um, in that series, but either way, I mean, that those are games where if Yelich, if everything was normal and Yelich was 2018-19 version, I mean, you're probably winning. I mean, they should have swept that series anyway, but those are games that you really, really need a superstar, you know, caliber player in Christian Yelich. In the middle of the lineup, just a guy that's going to, going to impact the game, which he, he hasn't done. And it's, uh, no, I, you know, they, they, I, I, they've sort of, they've done a good job. I think overall this season of getting contributions up and down the lineup, it seems like it's a different guy almost, almost every game or like, you know, Rowdy Telez is kind of the guy right now where he's on fire the last week. And it's been Adamus since they've acquired him. It's just been Avi Garcia, despite what he did on Saturday night, he had a horrible blunder, but you know, he's impacting games and they're just up and down the lineup They're They're, they're finding ways to get wins. But again, some of those one run games and stuff, it's like, man, if Yelich was, if Yelich was, was as himself, he's hitting a two run shot in the eighth inning or something and putting you out in front. And then obviously the Brewers bullpen is pretty locked down. So, well, well like not to, not to interrupt you, but like, what's to say Yalis wouldn't have had the weekend Brandon Belt did, right? In 2018 yeah. or 2019. Like, was oh, totally. that uncharacteristic of seeing Yalis shit four, four home runs in a weekend? Not really. Not really, no. And now it's like, I mean, we're lucky to get one, right? Like, he's still beloved by the fans. Like, and I want to get into the fan sentiment later, probably. I still want to kind of talk about the team. But, I mean, I was at the game for the bobblehead on Saturday, Sunday, which – Bobblehead crowds, Scott, I got to remind myself never to fucking go to a bob. I Now, this game, thankfully, someone gave us the tickets. And it was really nice of him for my dad's birthday. But it still was like, ah, bobblehead crowds suck. But anyways, yeah. the reaction for Yelich was great. And it was still really loud. And I think everybody's behind it. Because I feel like there is this, like, what if about this season? Even though the Brewers are 20 games over 500. There is this what if of if Yelich just gets hot, like if Yelich just gets hot, this team is at another level per what you're saying. I'm not, not going to repeat what you eloquently put out there because I thought it was great. But it, it's like we are all just sort of waiting on something that I don't know is there. Like, I don't know what it's going to take. And it it's probably if, you know, say Yelich doesn't do anything this year, let's just say he's. He struggles. I have a couple questions come to mind. Number one, short term, do you move Christian Yelich to batting sixth? I know it sounds crazy, but I don't know. Do you just kind of reshuffle the deck a little bit and start looking at different lineup options, bringing Avi Garcia up in the lineup as he's been your best power hitter? Shouldn't he be hitting second if that's the case? Um, do you, and then in the long term, do you have to consult with Yelich about like how his body is built and be like, you need to figure out how you can get your back going. You need to figure out your knee. And like, we need to have like real answers as to are these fixable things or are, is your body broke down and we have to kind of reset our expectations of you. Uh, they'll say it a lot nicer than I did, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to your point about the money, if, if Yelich just is kind of going to be a nothing burger, and just be a guy and be a six hitter. It sucks that you're going to have to eat all that money, but maybe try if David Stearns tries to do his magic and, and convinces somebody that, Hey, you can, you maybe could change Yelich. She just needs to change the scenery. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. well, that's a, that's you, a scary thought. Um, oh, it is. Oh, it totally is. But I mean, I said it to you on Saturday night, like Willie Adamas is our Yelich of this year. 
like Willie Adamas is filling the Yelich role. If you want to get really deep into it, Yelich, Adamas is Yelich and, or Braun, if you will. And Avi Garcia is kind of your Prince fielder, right? Just awkward because I think Avi might've had sexual relations with Prince's wife, but that we don't need to get into that. That's a longer story that we're, we don't need to go into And Prince would probably kick my ass if he heard me compare him to the same, but like, that's the kind of vibes I get. And like the, the fact that Yelich is an afterthought is so wild. It's so crazy that he is maybe fifth or sixth most important player on this, in this lineup as of today. Right. I mean, would you yeah. say, would you put him sixth? I mean, it's, it might be sixth, right? Yeah. It's, it's been a tough go for him the last even this year, it's been, you know, the back injury. They shut him down for, what, two weeks? And then he came back, played yeah. one game, shut him down again for two more weeks. Right. Um, then he played for a while. You know, he, he his timing has been just all over. And, you know, he has the COVID thing, and it's kind of like, well, maybe that's a good thing. You know, you're – but then but then he's not doing any baseball activities for 10 days. They're, they bring him back slow. And, you know, I don't know, like you said, he actually had COVID. So um, it wasn't like, it's like when Drew Holiday had COVID for the Bucks. I mean, it took right. him a while to get back into it. So Yelich is what, two games, two games back now. And it's, you know, we'll have to see, but man, I mean, that's, I don't think I'm there yet thinking about trading him. Um, but I, it, it would be probably impossible. Well, I don't know. The Yankees would probably always take him, but right, it's just that contract is not going to be, you know, your options will be limited um, on places to move him. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm really not there yet. But yeah, I'm uh, not it's, trying. It's, it's, it's got to get better. I'm not trying to like stoke the flames here. This is awesome from uh, Baseball Reference. I haven't been on Baseball Reference in a while, so they have this like a summary of Yelich's game logs from this year. So a couple things for, for the people. Longest hitting streak for Christian Yelich is five games this year. His longest on base streak is 11. And then his most games without a home run, 17. The most without an RBI, 11. No grand slams. He's 0 for 5 with bases loaded in five plate appearances and four at-bats. Six go-ahead hits. So let's see. Yeah. Let's look at 2018, his MVP year. Yelich, longest hitting streak, 15 games. Got on base 30 times. Only had 16 games without a home run, okay. But only had seven games without an RBI. And he had 21 go-ahead hits that year. So, I mean, holy shit, right? Like... And like, that's, that's wild. And if we, if we go into this, the team's record for Yelich's appearances is 40 and 29 and it starts there 36 and 27. So again, the Brewers don't necessarily need Christian Yelich this year. And we, that kind of reinforces what I said. If we want to keep having fun with stats, now these are advanced metrics. I will be very blunt with all of you. I don't know what a lot of these mean. It's from Nolan Bratt, Brewers Farm. Awesome fucking Twitter follow, by the way. Like, I'm so much smarter about the Brewers minor leaguers following Nolan. So I, I recommend that. And, I mean, Nolan Murphy, kind of smart guy. Nolan Bratt, actually smart guy. Difference in Nolan's there. But, anyways, he did this guessing game. He's like, fun exercise. Player A, 100 WRC+, plus, 1.4 F war, 1.8 B war. 10.1 barrel percentage, 102 OPS plus. Player B, 105, 0 0.9, 0 0.9, 8.8, 102. Player C, 102, 0 0.4, 0 0.9, 7.3, and 100. One of those players misses Christian Yelich. Could you guess who the other two players are? Huh. Uh, Luis Sirius. No. Are they on the Brewers? No, not at the Brewers. The player A and player C are not on the Brewers, but they're Brewer adjacent. 
Yeah, I don't know. Who are they? Lewis Brinson, Lewis Brinson's player C, and Brett Phillips is player A. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's where, I mean, this is where we're at right now, guys. Like, I, I, I want Christian Ellis to be good. Like, I'm not, like, trying to be, like, banging this drum, like, this guy sucks, or being, like, a Frank the Tank-like fan, if you follow him on Twitter, which I don't recommend because he's just the most pessimistic Mets fan you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, but I'm not trying to be like, Yelich is done. I'm just saying like, this shit is real. Like, this is not like, we're not fucking around anymore. We can't blame the pandemic. Like, sometimes you just are who you are. And right now, Christian Yelich has taken a step back. That doesn't mean that he can't come back. The, the famous line in Batman Begins, why do we fall, Mr. Wayne, to get ourselves back up? Like, I am not saying that Christian Yelich is done. I'm not saying that Christian Yelich can't be an MVP again. He's just on the carpet right now. And every time he's tried to get off the mat, he hasn't been able to. So let's hope that maybe he can he can kind of start figuring this shit out. Yeah, and there's there's time, too, uh, yet, even in this season. Yeah. I mean, you still have basically two months of the season, uh, and you're – probably going to make the playoffs so you know there's time for that as well and hopefully he can he can figure out a way to you know there, there may be a moment hopefully down the stretch where he can he can hit a walk off or something but it just seems like yeah the the batted ball percentage or whatever that was that you read was kind of like oh hard contact or just there just isn't I don't know yeah, there hasn't barrel, been, there hasn't barrel been much, bat, much positive barrel batted you know it was a barrel bat percentage uh, or percentage of balls barreled. Yeah. Yelich ranked second with Phillips ranking better than him at 10.1. But if you're in the range of Brett Phillips and Lewis Brenson, I mean, yeah. those guys were afterthoughts. And like, we've laughed that Lewis Brenson was a steal uh, for Christian Yelich. And he still was like, let's not be, let's not be mistaken. Like Christian Yelich gave us a two, two near MVP years. And he's been to the playoffs, I think, has it been every year since he was traded to the Brewers? Uh, yes. So, yeah, it's going well. It's just, I, it's going to take some time, man. And, and it, would this have been his contract year, by the way? Uh, yeah, probably, right? Oh, man, I, that's I such a, that's such a, thing where it's like you never could have predicted this you never could have predicted this we all were like we're gonna lose christian Yelich to a 200 200 million dollar deal and who knows maybe a team would have looked at Yelich and said all right we might not pay him 200 mil but we'll give him 120 for four and hope that he figures it out and if he doesn't we'll just trade him trade him the rest of the way and we'll eat some money yeah this would have been his his final year and then now it escalates to 26 million starting at in 2022, and that's his price until uh, 2028. And then in 2019, he has a 2029. He can decide on age 30 at 20 million, and then he's an unrestricted free agent at 38. So like, well, yep, here for life. Full trade clause. Um, 28 million of this is deferred by the Brewers for per year classic Bobby Bonilla type shit. But yeah, so they defer Yelich's contract all the way till he's 50. So Yelich will make $4 million until he's 50 years old. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, with, with Yelich, I may have said this to you before. I don't know if it's on the podcast or not. You, you have to wonder. I mean, there was some of this with Ryan Braun too. Like, I mean, you have to wonder if, you know, maybe he knew that, I don't know, probably not, but like, just like his injuries were worse than, than maybe anybody knew about except for him, yeah. obviously. I mean, right. and it's like, well, I will take the quote unquote team friendly deal. Um, it's longer than Ryan Braun's contract, right? I um, think so. It's really or, close. You know, maybe about the same, but where, you know, you can kind of get security and then, you know, if then you have that, right. Like, and, if you're him and you don't have to worry about like 
like you said, if this is the contract year, I mean, he'd be costing himself a lot of money the last two seasons. Yep. You know, there'd probably still be a team out there, or, you know, or even the Brewers still, but, you know, maybe the contract isn't 200 million or whatever. What, what did it end up being? The extension, it was like 190 or something. Uh, 100, 100, yeah, 188.5. So close. You're close. I'll round yeah. that, round that so, shit for you. Damn near 200 million still. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, and it's, that's probably like the meanest thing you can probably say to a player or like about them. It's up there. Like you knew that your injuries were bad and you don't give a shit anymore, which I guarantee that's not the case, but I don't know. It's something to think about. Yeah, totally. And I mean, to your point about Braun, I mean, he, after the steroids thing, he plays less games in almost all those seasons besides 2019 where he played 144. Um, and he just never, it, he still had some good years. Like you still look at some of those Ryan Braun years right. and you're like, it, it wasn't like, it might not have been MVP level, but like, I mean, yeah. in, in, it wasn't 20, this bad either. In 2015, like he bats 285, 25 home runs, steals 24 bases, has 144 hits. I mean, that's pretty damn good. I mean, he hit over 15 home runs every year besides after the 2013 fiasco and then in the COVID year, he had at least 15 home runs. And in most of those years, he hit 20 at least. So like Ryan Braun still had good years. He just never he never really had that stretch that he did to start his, his career. Right. And that sucks. Right. And so, yeah, hopefully it's not the same thing. Um, and if it is, I don't know, maybe that's a lesson learned for the Brewers, but to your point to kind of put a bow on it, I think you always take this deal. I think you always take the team friendly deal. I don't think you risk it. I think it makes you look cheap to your fans People love banging on the owners more than ever these days. We talked about that last week. And I think if you don't pay these guys, you're perceived as cheap. You're perceived as uh, ownership that doesn't want to win. And so it, even if you're like, well, it could be another Ryan Braun. It could be another Christian Yelich. If Yelich, let's say, doesn't ever recover, you're still going to do it all over again because it just makes sense from a financial standpoint. And what if that person's an MVP until the rest of their career. So you've got yeah. to take that oath. And like we also said, it's not to say Christian Yelich can't recover. And boy, would that be a great story to vault the Brewers into the postseason, that Christian Yelich is red hot and the Milwaukee Brewers are easily the best team in the National League. There, and there's a chance. You never know. Could happen. Want to steal headlines away from the Packers? That's how you do it. Christian Yelich just gets on a complete heater right as the – as the uh, NFL season begins, which speaking of, we have the preseason this week. Um, all preseason football gets underway. I think starting Thursday night with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Green Bay Packers will get going on Saturday against the lowly Houston Texans, uh, where you will not see Aaron Rodgers, you will not see Deshaun Watson. I doubt Deshaun Watson will even be at Lambeau. Um, but you, uh, at the same time, because of the weird COVID year and everything like that, you have summer league going on, which is, I would say, similar but a little different because none of the big players usually play summer league. Um, some of the preseason, you'll get some names playing. And as the, summer, as the preseason goes on, you get more and more big names as they get ready for the season. So I had an interesting debate on what would you rather watch? And I will say a full day. So we will say noon to six. Would you, and we're, uh, let's go noon to noon to 10 because you'll get a lot, get three football games in. Would you rather do preseason or summer league? I think I know your answer, Mitch, but I will ask you, what, which do you prefer? Well, my answer is, is summer league. Uh, however, I think it's, it's different like in 2021 versus 10 years ago where like NFL pre and it's, it is kind of apples to oranges because I mean, NBA preseason is a complete joke, but summer league to me is like, you know, there's a lot of guys that you, you have your first look at the rookies 
they they play quite a bit in summer league games. They probably play 30 minutes a game. I think it's 10-minute quarters. They play the majority of the game. You know, your first-round pick, you get a, you get a look at all, all the, the rookie class. And um, and now summer league, you know, I was thinking about this, like, God, it wasn't even that long ago. Like, you could – it was tough to watch summer league games. You had to, like, have an NBA.com account. And they'd, like, web stream, like, a couple games maybe a day. And now, as of 2021, I think every game is televised between like the ESPN family and NBA TV has games too. So it's, you you can literally kill like an evening watching games all night. And not only for summer league, are there, you know, the first and, you know, the, the draft picks of guys, but you have a bunch of undrafted guys. You have a bunch of people like, like Brandon Knight, who is playing for, you know, Bucks legend playing for the Brooklyn Nets on their summer league team just trying to get film. Like it's actually pretty good basketball. If you watch summer league, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's NBA basketball. It's up and down. It's guys shooting, taking a lot of bad shots, guys trying to get, you know, get buckets and, you know, some of that, but like for the most part, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And NFL preseason, I mean, conversely the last, you know, certainly now the last couple of years, it's like, I mean, a guy like Aaron Rodgers if he takes what what does he do maybe one series in like the third preseason game maybe at this point whereas like 10 years ago or more more i mean you had starters playing doing a series in every game at least and it might have been more must see tv i think i feel like for and maybe it's cuz i'm an nba nerd that i enjoy it more but i feel like you really have to be either cover the team you know, the Packers or whatever team is, you know, a reporter might cover for whatever market they're in or whatever. You really have to be a nerd of the game to be like, oh, it's so interesting. This like fifth string defensive tackles from like a division three school in Mississippi or something. And it's interesting to you, but it's like, to me, like the casual fan, do they really care about some guy who's probably not going to make the team? Um, I don't know. That's that. That's a long answer, but it's just no, 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 no. It, it's it, you make a good argument, and you kind of got my wheels turning a little bit because I was team preseason. Honestly, I I was like, all right, you know, the thing about preseason football is it's like it's like this preview to what's to come, right? To like, I'm not like a complete football junkie, but I'm I'm pretty close. Where it's like. I'll at least make sure I'm tuning in Thursday night for a little bit of the game. Even if the game's shit, I will at least watch a little bit, whether it's I'm cleaning the kitchen or maybe doing laundry and I'll just have it on a second screen while Mo watches something on Broadway. And like, I don't need to be like that dialed into it, but I'll be keeping an eye on it. Same with like college football Friday night, maybe, you know, things like that. And preseason is that escape right like that's why everyone loves hard knocks right because it which starts tonight by the way we're taping tuesday yeah. night like it's it's this sort of prelude to what's to come and so you might watch the preseason games and be like all right that guy looks great like you understand that he might he might not make that team but at least you know of guys who could maybe make the team especially early on i think late quarter preseason is really tough and so that's where i'm going to pivot on the summer league thought is like late like third and fourth quarter preseason is garbage it is the worst of the worst it is no one's really fighting for basically any sort of win or loss you could argue these guys are fighting for their jobs yeah but even that it's highly unrealistic that someone who's playing in the fourth quarter is going to be a vital contributor for the team. And if they are a vital contributor for your team, you got real fucking problems that like things have went really sideways. If a guy who was playing in the fourth quarter of preseason is a, a contributor for the team. Now, I don't know. Maybe Chris Barnes was last year. I'd have to like go back or they didn't have preseason last year. So that's, but who knows? Maybe Chris Barnes would have been that if they did have preseason last season, but it's just tough, man. Like, and that's what I was going to say about summer league. The cool thing about summer league at least is like, the shit's competitive down to the wire. Like yeah. all of these kids have played in AAU forever and ever. And it's a little bit better than AAU, but it, you have that same vibe 
especially down the stretch. Like everybody got all excited for Sharif Cooper, who had a big shot to beat the Knicks tonight. And it's like, it was an intense, like the crowd's going nuts. Like he's going nuts. And it's all these kids that are just sort of starting out. And mm-hmm. some guys that are looking for that last shot, like the Michael Beasley's of the world and uh, Manuel Moutier, who are both on the same team, or that creepy dude from Croatia who's on the Magic, who's like fucking 50. Um, you know, they're all like looking for that one last gasp. And so that to me is where I like give a point to, to Summer League. I still think I'm watching preseason just for that feel of football of like, oh yeah. my God, it's back. And, and maybe I'm just burnt out on basketball because it's, it's a little different this year. And, but it's like, it's basketball has been nonstop since December. And, and I mentioned this on my podcast yesterday where people were like, why haven't the Bucks done like a thing at the Brewer game with the championship? Why haven't they got to stay fair? It's like, dude, they've done nothing but basketball since the finals. And it's not really going to stop until summer league's over. So maybe they'll do that shit once it's over. But it's been nonstop hoops really since, what, November when they had preseason, December. It, and it's we're almost at a calendar year of that. And then the season's going to start right away in October. It's wild. So it could be partially that I'm burned out a little bit basketball-wise. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> the Bucks won the title, people forget, three weeks ago today as we as we record this podcast and um yeah already like i want to say like a week after the parade they already guys were well jordan nora and those guys were in the olympics but i feel like they already had like maybe maybe 10 days after the parade they had guys back for practices and summer league uh, preparation which is like man that's you're right it, it is it has been just kind of a wild year and um yeah that's that's hard to it's hard to fathom that it has just been nonstop all the way through um but you're right you you can definitely get burnt out I know I was a little bit there I I remember like probably around like your bachelor party so like almost a month ago now the bucks actually that weekend they had they were down oh two um as we were kind of hanging out and there was still a lot of optimism among the group, but it was, I, I think I, I don't remember who I said it to at your bachelor party, but I was like, you know, they're down O2. Like we made it this far, you know, I will kind of be glad when it's over with. And just because it's like, it's just been every other night with this crap, like high, high intensity games. And um, my liver was probably <laughs> starting to, to wear out a little bit and shit like that where it's just it just was it just you got kind of burnt out on and all of a sudden yes we have summer league and I guess fortunately if you're a Bucks fan like I guess you kind of got to be a nerd to watch summer league because um yeah I mean you just came off you know a lot of people probably don't even know what's going on because the season ended so so quick or not that long ago that oh yeah summer league and you know the Bucks don't have like a top five pick where it's like the fan base really has a ton of, you know, reason to watch other than, I mean, if you really are into Jordan Nora or Mamadi or Mamu um, or some of those guys, if you want to see how they do, which incidentally Mamu looks, looks okay, but it's just summer league. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I was going to bring this up to you. You were talking about Sharif Cooper and stuff. And it's like, you watch these summer league games and they really, you know, because there probably is nothing else to talk about, they really kind of highlight, you know, the draft picks and they do like breakdowns on them before the game starts. Like, oh, Jalen Johnson, look at this kid, you know, from Atlanta, uh, you know, had a rough year at Duke last year. But like they really they really hang their hats on those draft picks and um, they kind of have to. But well, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, Wob Wob had a tweet about like Shreve Cooper. They said he couldn't shoot. He's five eight tonight. I'm like, dude. And I looked up his stats. He shot 22 fucking percent in SEC basketball. Let's settle down. All right. Yeah. Like it's again, it's the atmosphere of it. You get caught up in it. It's a fucking outlier. All right. Come talk to me when he's shooting 30, at least 30% in, 
in an, in an actual NBA NBA like season because yeah. like miss me with that completely. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I agree. I, that, that's my point. Is like you know, people get excited about summer league, but yeah, nobody's gonna remember any of these games. In, like, yeah, in, and yeah, and I think the real question for some, that'll come out of summer league. And then we'll move to the Packers. I'm sure people are itching for us to talk about the Packers. Is, um, you know, is Jordan Nora, can he be a rotational guy? Like, is he going to push, you know, to be and have rotation minutes? And I think that is the question. Or even Mamu. Can Mamu kind of do some, like, Jokic-type shit? And maybe he's a guy that you could put in there to kind of give Brooke some breaks and just be a body. And and work him into the drop coverage, even though he's pretty slow. Um, but he creates like nobody's business. So yeah, he's not he's not really a center. No, he, he's like he's six eleven listed at, but he is much more. He's he's closer to a small forward than than a center. Like, Would you he's, say he's he could be a bulkier Draymond Green in terms of the creation type stuff? Um, maybe you might be. You might be onto something there. Uh, he's probably not a great shooter either. No. Um, Bad I mean, mechanics. He can probably run into a couple threes, but you know, I think that might be his. What you look at as, as a strength for him is is the court vision, and you know, he's probably more of like a power forward. I guess he's kind of kind of got. He's like faster than I think you're giving him credit for. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe he looks fast on summer league, but I do remember him vaguely at Seton Hall. I mean, I'm not a not really a college basketball fan, admittedly, but just you know, being in, them being in the Big East, I knew who he was, and you know, he kind of was one of those guys where it's like, yeah, this guy, like he kind of is a freak athlete. He's six eleven, you know. Um, he's intriguing, and you know, he's a little bit older. He's not. He wasn't raised in that. He was born in New York City, but he was raised in the Republic of Georgia. Um, so maybe he's not really a household name. He's another guy who's got a tough name to pronounce. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I don't know. I, I, I like the upside. I don't know how much he's going to play. Um, and as far as Jordan Nora, for me, the dude can absolutely score, but he's got to develop, you know, a lot of other things. He's a great shooter, which is, you know, something you you can teach it but it's it helps a lot to be a natural shooter and he's pretty much a knockdown shooter and and any type of you know spot up um step back you know that's how he, he can basically do any shot I don't know how well he can create shots but he's got to probably improve on the defensive end more he's a little bit slow footed for me to be trusted to guard you know, another team, yeah. small forward, but he, he could, you know, he could knock on the door for some rotation minutes. I still think like Rodney hood is probably ahead of him initially, yeah. but you know, as, as we talked about last week with Rodney hood, I mean, he's, yeah, the injuries are always injuries. Are always injuries good. are pretty much inevitable with him. And yep. you, you, you know, Nora is definitely the most likely guy to see meaningful minutes out of, out of the entire summer league roster. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll see. Um, if you want to watch the Bucks Summer League, uh, they're three o'clock today uh, on ESPN two against the Nets, and then three o'clock on Friday on ESPN three. So you got to use the ESPN Plus app against the T Wolves. So there you go. Uh, check out your Bucks Summer League, and then pack a preseason. I mean, game one is kind of the worst of them all. I think. Well, game four is. They don't. I don't think they have a fourth game this year, right? They're only doing three. Um, uh, and, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think they're only doing three this year, which will be interesting to see. So maybe we'll, the worst will be this one, playing the lowly Houston Texans. It'll be cool to see fans like full at Lambeau again um, after no, pretty much no fans last year. Um, and they get ready to take on the Texans who are obviously lowly, and we don't need to preview that. I mean, really, with the watches, just the different guys on both offense and defense. Jordan Love is obviously going to be the focal point, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm very curious to watch the battle between running back three, between Patrick Taylor out of Memphis, really talented kid, or Keelan Hill, 
I think both have good potential. They might keep four running backs because Hill has, you know, he's right now the top kick returner for the Packers. Um, I'm interested to see Devin Funches. Um, I feel like he has to kind of show out, especially after his incident over the weekend. And he's kind of behind depth chart right now, Malik Taylor. And then depth charts, I mean, don't mean a ton right now, but just, just curious shit, right? TJ Slayton's a guy that's been getting a lot of love at nose tackle. He's a massive human. So just seeing him live with a jersey on is going to be awesome uh, because the, the Packers have lacked that run stopper. They looked for it with Snacks Harrison. Didn't really work out. Maybe TJ Slayton is that guy for them, and that would be great. They've long missed that. Um, I, I Shamar Jean, Jean St. Charles is a guy I'm obviously curious at. Uh, Christian Uphoff, I really like out of Illinois State. I liked him out of like college. I was psyched Vagers got him as a uh, undrafted free agent. So like there are guys to watch. Like those are all guys that I would say if you want to like keep your eye on any of those, they're they're going to be worth your time. I even think like yeah. a Ben Braden at guard in, is is worth watching. I mean they're they're going to be dudes. Amari Rogers, right? And it's like. Biggest thing with all this stuff is like don't don't anyone get hurt. Like that's the biggest the biggest sort of thing is like you don't right. want anyone getting hurt and you don't want to come away with some injury that we're already scrambling after the first game of the season. Which is probably why preseason has lost such um luster around the league just because guys don't really get paid for preseason games. And the last thing they want is to get hurt during you know, during one of the a virtually meaningless game that, you know, again, they don't get paid for. I mean, the offensive line to me is kind of a big thing to spotlight just because, I don't know, our position settled on the offensive line without David Bakhtiari. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I, Elton Jenkins, Elton Jenkins is kind of bouncing around, but is he going to be your left tackle while Bakhtiari has gone? I think that's probably your safest bet. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's happening. I mean, Josh Myers, the kid from Ohio State, look is on the starting depth chart out the box. It seems like he's he's good. Um, you know, is Dennis Kelly going to get a look? I'm sure in the preseason you'll see some Dennis Kelly. You'll see some John Runyon. Um, ben Braden, as mentioned, the kid from I think it's St. John's, right? The D3 school. Um, so there, I mean, there are guys. I don't think there's really anyone on the chopping block. Some people have been trying to make a case that maybe like a Lucas Patrick could be on the chopping block, but I don't see it, especially since the guy Lucas Patrick has a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anyone's pissing off Aaron Rodgers, but they're pretty deep. At li- they're pretty deep in linemen. Like Cole Van Lannan, the kid out of Wisconsin, Royce Newman had some moments in training camp. John Deetson's another Wisconsin guy that they have like, they got dudes at linemen. So there is room to maybe maneuver or get creative, but instead of cutting a guy, I'd rather see them trade somebody and just make, you know, get a fucking six round, fifth round draft pick for one of these dudes. Don't just cut them. You know what I mean? Right. Tyler Lancaster's still around. That's crazy. Yeah. They re-signed him. Um, he, you know, he's again, another guy that's just kind of hanging around. Um, they're a little light. In, at the defensive end position. I mean, you look at that that group and you're like, ah, that's probably, and it's a topic probably for another time, but you're like, if one of those guys goes down, we're kind of fucked. Like, who the hell is Jack Heflin? Harlow Kemp? Willington you mean like if a, if, if a Dean Lowry gets hurt? Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of fucked. It's not good, man. Well, um, they'd probably, they'd probably work in, I guess, Rashawn Gary more Maybe, along yeah. with the other guys. I mean, that's, isn't that kind of their pass rush package anyway with, with the Smith yeah. and Rashawn Gary? Yeah. Yeah. And um, which is, I, is probably the majority of the time, what you're, what you're in. I already saw, I already, I mean, if you want to go look at some just pinhead responses, I, I will, let's do it. Fuck it. If we haven't done Packer pinhead report in so long. I looked at some of the quote tweets of Rob Domofsky's tweet about the tweeting out the depth chart. So we got a guy wondering, are the Packers going to have a two tight end base offense? They have had that forever. You idiot. 
Um, Kamal Martin being linebacker five is not a great sign. And also I would rather have Preston at OLB two than Rashawn. Everybody has said, and to your point, like that doesn't matter. Rashawn Gary is going to be on the field on third court, third downs. It legit does not matter that that's their pass rush. So that's great. Uh, don't tell Tony Smith that MVS is a starter over Cobb so far. Well, MVS is plays a different position. Cobb's going to be rotated in. They're all going to play at the same time. Um, please switch Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. Uh, should have bet you a million dollars that the first reactions will be negative towards Kevin King. I mean, there are just oh, yeah. so many idiotic takes. The the uh, Rashawn Gary Preston Smith one needs to be cleaned up though, because it's like it doesn't matter. They're both going to be on the field at the same time. So why are you guys yeah. worried about it? Don't don't even don't even get yourself wound up. It sounds like a good blog for me actually. Thinking about it, but yeah, it's it'll be fun to watch Packer football again. It'll be fun to be back. We're going to be out drinking for my birthday. Hopefully, a little less than last week. And, uh, and, you know, hopefully Nomad will do us right and get a good mix of Brewers, Pirates, as well as Texans, Packers. Well, there'll probably be, there'll probably be like a gold cup game or something that night too. Or I should probably look and see what kind of soccer we have going on that night. I think that's the kickoff of the, the premier league. I think the premier league starts on Saturday actually. Really? Well, we don't have to worry mistaken. about that at night. Oh, no, I know. But, yes, Mitch. I, I know how I know how time zones work, Bob. Thank you, though. That's that's uh, good to know, though. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, a little footy on in the in the morning. Um, oh yeah, it does start. You, you're right. You're right. It does start. Soccer yeah. is actually we could we could we should have squeezed in a soccer topic. Just Messi I mean, going to. We PSG. might as well. We're we're at the end. You want to talk Messi? Messi to PSG. Messi's too soft to play in the Premier League. Some people are saying. I've heard that. Um, but PSG is just fucking loaded. I mean, um, if and, PSG... And they're they're going to have... Continue. I would say they, they have no competition in the French League, but they're, as Goran Dragic would say, they have higher ambitions. Um, <laughs> they, they are there to win Champions League. So, um, yeah, they are. I just... Angel Di Maria, Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, um, Sergio Ramos is on PSG now this year. Uh, after being at Real Madrid for his whole life, I think. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, it's a wild time right now. I, I, I can't believe Messi left Barcelona. I like, I don't know. I thought that he was, he wasn't going to come back. Then he was, and all of a sudden he wasn't. And now they're, they're covering up murals in Barcelona with his face on it. And it just, man, that's, that's brutal. That's like, that's like Giannis leaving Milwaukee. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. don't even know if that's um, a fair comparison, but it's just like he was at Barcelona forever. And have you, have you ever watched the, did you watch the Diego Maradona, Donna doc uh, that HBO did like, last year i think or two years ago i have not one of the best first of all i recommend it to everybody and you one of the best sports docs i've ever watched in my life um wow. and, and i'm not a huge soccer fan i like soccer but I, i'm not a huge soccer fan it was incredible but i almost kind of want to watch it again because i'm pretty sure this is kind of what happened to maradonia too like maradonia was going to be napoli for life like he played for napoli forever and then it, it kind of fell apart. And I think some of it was self-inflicted. You know, Maradona was a drunk. He did a lot of drugs. Messi is that. But um, it fell apart. And, it you know, then it kind of altered the end of his career and kind of fucked him up a little bit. And I don't know. I don't think it'll screw Messi up. But Messi's, you know, he has a good head on his shoulders and things like that. But it's it'll just be weird. And it is kind of... I don't know. It's kind of shitty. He's not playing in like Syria, even like he's not playing for, you know, a Napoli or I can't pronounce it's spelled. It looks like Atlanta, but it's not Atlanta. Uh, Atletica or Latita. 
Atalanta or whatever. Yeah, Atalanta. It's like Atlanta with a, with an A in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, it fucks me up. Or Inter it played for Inter or something because he couldn't play with Ronaldo. Like that's just gonna happen. You can't have Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. They won't play right, for that. Would actually that would be good if he was in if he was in Serie A with him. That's what I'm saying. Like, why go to why don't you go to Serie A if you don't want to play in the the rough and tumble Premier League, which has been like a narrative and it's kind of bared out, right? Like. Ronaldo never came back. Uh, Ronaldinho struggled there once he got there, but he was, I mean, he's kind of past his prime at that point. Like, it's not a place for, you know, a lot of the, the, the Latin, if you, even like the, I don't know, just there's this, there's a style there that's different. And I think that's why a lot of people like it. It's really high level soccer, but it's, it, it's not for everybody. And clearly Messi decided he didn't want to go there. And, and I don't even know if Man City could afford him or find a spot for him because maybe that would have been the only place you'd go with his old coach, Pat. Yeah, they they have, don't have financial issues, I don't think so. No, they don't. But I'm, I don't, I mean, just from a lineup construction perspective, like, doesn't De, De Bruyne play a pretty similar position as Messi or the exact same position? Mm-hmm. Messi's a left wing. Uh, and I think De Bruyne is more of a more of a defensive midfielder or like maybe we're going to get killed like some people people that actually know this shit are going to just fucking rip our heads off like we're going to be like you guys yeah Messi and Ronaldo kind of play the same positions they're like left wing they're more forward and De Bruyne is more of a midfielder but they I don't know I don't I don't have Man City's roster in front of me but I'm sure it's it's okay it's okay so Paris Saint-Germain and I don't know if Paris Saint-Germain has, like, a comparison here. So they've never won the Champions League. They The the time they got to Champions League was 2021 – or 2020, excuse me, and they lost to Bayern Munich. And that's the only time they've been there. So I'm, like, trying to think of, like, a sports equivalent to that where they build, like, a super roster, but they've done absolutely nothing. They have no history. It, it – it isn't even Brooklyn Nets because like the Brooklyn Nets have a little bit of history, right? Like they have Drazen, they had, they made it to the finals with Jason Kidd. Like this is kind of unheard of. Like it's uncharted territory. Like, and I know Champions League is really tough. Like Man City has been around for a while with their oil money and they only got to the, the final this year for the first time. Like it's not something that's, that's easy to get to. If it was easy, we all, we'd all be there. Right. But yeah. it's um it's kind of unheard of, and it'll it'll be interesting to see if I I mean they're the favorite they're the betting favorites right now, but I don't really know how you can bet them with the lack of success, even though they have all the guys. Yeah, they I I, I kind of like the Brooklyn Nets comparison. I mean that's that's pretty good. I mean you could probably if we were French, we could probably say, well PSG had you know a couple years in the '90s or something with so and so. But I think they're also like an a, an oil money team that just all of a sudden the last you know ten years has been you know just has had resources beyond their wildest dreams and you know I don't know I'm, I got Man City's roster up it looks like they probably could have could have a spot for uh, but they have Raheem Sterling who plays on the wing um, Gabriel Jesus from Brazil striker other than that I mean their forwards are. Riyad Mahrez from Algeria. He used to play for Leicester City. Um, you know, we probably could have could have had a spot for him, but because was I guess he was, they were one of the teams in the running right at first, right? For Messi, yeah, so. that's correct. Yeah, and, and you are but now you they are right. they've poached they've poached uh, Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, who that was like sucks. a boyhood Aston I, Villa, look, and he's now I, he's now he's Man City's number ten, which is which is crazy. I, look, I don't care at all, but for some reason, and maybe it's Tom Fernelli, who I follow pretty closely, great follow on Twitter. He's a big Aston Villa fan, so maybe that's why I felt sad, because I was like, I just kind of go vicariously through people who I know, follow on Twitter, whatever, and like, that sucked. Like, that, that was such a bummer that Jack Grealish went to Man City. I was like, ah, that's, that's tough, but you are right to kind of close the loop on the PSG's fortunes. Qatar, 
uh, sports investment QSI bought PSG in 2011. And that not only made him the richest club in France, but also one of the wealthiest in the world. So they still haven't been able to win a championship, win a Champions League, but they have obviously dominated uh, with 27 trophies since the ownership took over. So unbelievable. We'll see if they can get it done. All eyes will be on them this year. And man, if I were, you know, honestly, last thought on this, if I were like Fox, wouldn't you try to be getting like the French soccer rights? Like League One, I don't think has any rights like TV wise because no one gives a shit about French soccer. ESPN already, you know, got the Bundesliga from Fox. Um, but if I was somebody, I'd be like, why don't I get fucking French soccer? So we just put all the PSG games on. Don't care about anybody else. We're just putting on PSG games. Or at PSG, I don't think they can negotiate separately, but I would be trying like hell because, yeah, they I have think no TV contract right now. The problem with League One is like, they're just, there are no teams besides, I mean, oh, no. Leon, 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 maybe, Lille is okay, but like, Monaco is in a obviously a wealthy area and they're they're like an average average team. I mean they're not making any noise in the Champions League, but just outside of PSG, it's just it's nothing. Oh, and, so I so I just looked this up. I did a quick thing and Amazon agrees to a League One streaming pass with free. So Amazon just did a deal. I don't know if it means for the US too. But it seems like Amazon's trying to get on board and get this, uh, get something figured out for League One. So maybe you got through your uh, through your Amazon Prime, will be able to watch Messi. We'll see. Yeah, media coverage. Let's see here. I just hmm. looked it up, but I, I it was kind of hard to follow. I I clicked out of it pretty quick. Hmm. All being sports. Whatever. Oh yeah, they have it, I guess. But I don't know who gets that channel. Not no one. Just like just the nomad, really. <laughs> yep. And and a Highbury. Have you ever been to Highbury, Mitch? Real quick before we we, have, we sign off. I have not. We gotta. Yeah, that that could be a good Saturday after Saturday morning. Find a, find a Saturday where the Doze man can come join us. He's a, He loves the Highbury. We'll do Doze, you, us, Highbury. Be a great time. We'll have a lot of fun. I guarantee it. Watching watching Bayern Munich? Yeah. Yeah. Doze, Doze being a Bayern fan is tough. It's a tough look. Tough look for all of us. I mean, it's like cheering for the Yankees in Germany. Um, they're still a fun club to watch. I'm not going to lie. They, I have a good time. But – it's tough, it's tough to get behind it as a small market, small market city, Mitch. But really, it's hard yeah. to do that in soccer, anyways, because all the small market teams usually never amount to jack shit. So that's why everyone jumps on the bandwagon. So Liverpool, Chelsea, Man U, Man City, fuck, you want to be cool? You're on Tottenham or Dormant or whatever. It's like, eh, why, why, why pain yourself with that? Just you're one of the best. You'll maybe get a championship out of it. It's, it's conversely, it's like that too. European people, you know, they like, they like, you know, the bigger market American teams too. A lot of them, especially like in the NBA where there's a global footprint, like, you know, you'll have random people in Italy or something being Miami Heat fans just because of, you know, LeBron or something from 10 years ago and they stuck around or, you know the Bucks. The the Bucks being winning the title is almost like Leicester City. I mean, where you know, kind of a smaller market, kind of came out of nowhere and are now one of the top teams and probably will be for for hopefully a long time to come. And it's similar to that in my opinion. So maybe if you had to pick a Premier League team as a Milwaukeean, maybe the move is Leicester City. Although Lester was out of nowhere, I mean the Bucks—they didn't have a Giannis on their team, but we could debate that some other time. We gotta, gotta get going. Um, but no, I, I agree. Maybe Lester's the move. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I always do. 
But Mitch, I thank you today. Enjoyed the show. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Daily tap. So I know I said I was going to be interviewing Cap'n. We pushed that back. We're going to be doing that for Friday. Uh, so stay tuned for the Retro Daddy. Do you have any questions for the Retro Daddy that I could uh, sneak in on your behalf? Wow. Not off the top of my head, but that's okay. Um, wish I could have been there. Uh, it's all right. Well, you and I can offline about that. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys later and we'll, uh, we'll see you for another edition next week. Peace. Peace. Hold on.